Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here again with Family Protection Ministries. It is August 11th and I want to talk to you about a couple of things to get you ready for next week. What's next week? The legislature is coming back. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. So, let's talk about it. We've got the legislature coming back next week. We've got a number of bills that we have been working on that impact parental rights. And as we know, as we've talked about before, parental rights and religious freedom are the two pillars upon which the freedom to homeschool rests in terms of how our country and our legal system looks at the right to homeschool. The freedom of religion and parental rights are the two basic pillars on which our country's recognition of homeschooling freedom rests. So they're very important freedoms that we need to pay attention to as homeschool parents. Uh, and when we look at the bills that are going through our legislature, this year we've had quite a number of bills that attack and undermine parental rights. And uh, those bills are gonna be continuing to work their way through the process starting next, uh, continuing on next week. And so please be ready for action alerts that we send out so that you can take action by making those phone calls that are so critical to impacting the decisions of our legislature. So with that being said, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, some principles that we look at with homeschool freedom that aren't maybe as uh, common for us to just generally think about Normally, we think about particular bills that are coming through the California State Legislature, but there are other principles that help us to maintain our freedoms. About 15 years ago, a legislative, a legislative aide told me that we should ban all private education in the state of California to ensure that the parents that care about their children's education are investing where they need to be investing, where the state needs to be investing, in the state education system. And he said, it's the involvement of parents that care most about their kids' education that the schools need most in order to succeed. Now, this, this idea that we as the government, the government needs parents that care about education to be investing in the education system. I can understand their argument there. They need help because they have major issues with their education system. Um, but the solution isn't to ban something that God has ordained parents raising their children in the way that he calls them to. We shouldn't ban that in order to force parents to invest in something that they don't believe in, which is the, the, the government school system. And that is exactly what the belief is of some legislative aides and some legislators themselves. And uh, so we have to acknowledge that this, this sentiment is out there, this belief system of, yeah, we should just ban all private education, including private homeschooling, because that's the best way 
to make sure that parents who care about their kids' education are going to be investing in the public school system because that's where their kids are. If we force their kids to be in the public school system, then we will have motivated parents to engage in helping our public school systems to be better. That's that's the idea. And it's not a good one because if the system is failing, we should not be jumping into it. We should be jumping out of it. But that's not the only reason that parents should be allowed to homeschool. We should be allowed to homeschool because it's a basic right that parents should be able to to have, regardless of how well or how not well the public school system is doing. So homeschool freedom is partly secured by law, um, abiding law-abiding citizens following the laws and giving their kids a good education, while at the same time not creating havoc for the California Department of Education. We know that Romans 12, 18 tells us that as much as it depends on you, we should be at peace with all men, right? So as we look at the uh, concept of obeying the laws, it talks about in Romans 13, and uh, we want to be at peace with all men, as it says in uh, in Romans 12, and, and we understand that we should be peacemakers because that's what Jesus called us to. We know that sometimes what the government does is frustrating, aggravating, causes more work for us to do. Um, sometimes it tells us to disobey God, and in that point, we must recognize, okay, we have to obey God rather than men. However, when we can obey God and the government, it's our duty to obey both. And in order to, um, in order to preserve our homeschool freedom, remembering that principle of obeying both when they are not at odds with each other, obeying God and our governing authorities, as long as they don't uh, conflict with each other, that's a principle that we need to abide by in order to preserve the freedom we have. Now, let me explain that. The more we push against or disobey or say that these laws that we have aren't working because we're not obeying them, the more that we um, show that we can't follow the rules that we're given, the more the government officials are going to say, hey, these laws aren't working, we need new ones. Now, in the, in the context of our legislature, as it is today in California, starting from scratch to write new homeschool legislation or to expand the laws regarding homeschooling in California is not going to end well for us and our freedom. Let me say that again. Starting from scratch in today's legislature, to rewrite homeschool law or to add new laws to our homeschool law is not going to end well for homeschoolers or for our freedoms. So, we have to begin by acknowledging one thing, that is, we have a really good law in California for private homeschooling, and it gives us a lot of freedom, and we should appreciate that and embrace the fact that we have it better than a lot of other states do. We should be appreciating that. But at the same time, we need to also recognize that our uh, our state uh, is prone to taking action, legislative action, on issues where it seems to them that the laws we that we have are not 
adequate. So if homeschoolers don't follow the law well and are known for not following the law well, then they are likely to pursue further restriction, more legislation that further restricts our freedoms to homeschool. Why do we care about that? Because we care about the freedoms that we have. If we are appreciating that we don't have to get approval of our curriculum for our children from the government, then we shouldn't be um, doing things in our homeschooling practices that are going to fly in the face of government officials and say, we're not doing a good job educating our children. We should be the ones known for educating our children well. And we have typically been known for those that do exceptionally well educating children. And studies have shown that, that homeschoolers do an excellent job educating their children and that homeschool students do very well academically. But beyond that, we need to be continually aware of our higher calling by, as we talked about last week, this, this higher judge, this higher authority. God has called us to do well in raising our children and giving them the best education that we can. That is where the standard is. God sets a higher standard than the government does. And we need to look to that standard for our ultimate authority in making us be motivated to give our kids a good education. This will also translate into the government seeing us as those that educate our children well, well, and they don't need to worry about putting more restrictions on us, such as teacher credentialing or uh, curriculum standards or other standards, health and safety standards, other things that the government likes to, in, uh, to, to place on, on businesses or other entities. We don't want them putting those restrictions on us as homeschool parents. And one of the best ways to do that is make sure that we are functioning well. Well, how do we do that? Another legislative aide said to a friend of mine not too long ago, four or five years ago perhaps, the number one thing you need to do to, to avoid having further restriction on homeschool freedoms is to police your bad actors. Now, what did he mean by that? He meant to be aware of those in your area, those people that you know that are also homeschooling, in your, in your circles, be aware of what kinds of things people are doing and help them to do better and make sure that if you're aware of something uh, that's not going well with another homeschool family, that you encourage them and support them and help them to do better. And this is, if we think about it, really, this is kind of a biblical uh, principle, this idea of holding uh, one another to a higher standard, um, doing what's best for our kids. Um, and we can do this at, and at the same time be promoting homeschool freedom and at the same time as we're doing all that, we're honoring God by our obedience to him and doing well in our own homes and doing everything that we do to the glory of God and doing it the best way that we can. So as we think about these things, we have to realize that as we pursue doing well at raising our children, as we uh, push ourselves to do better at educating our kids, and as we pursue our our, our freedoms by pushing ourselves to engage in protecting our freedoms, those freedoms that we care about. We talked about that a little bit last week too. 
as we pursue those freedoms by engaging with our elected officials and letting them know that we care about these freedoms, we will be able to show them how well we are doing. And the more that we do this and the more we engage with them, the more secure those freedoms will be and the longer those freedoms will last for generations to come. So we need to remember that. Remember that uh, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. As it says in Romans 12, we need to be pursuing a peaceful relationship with others, including those that would seek to restrict our freedoms. And uh, this is uh, the same as, uh, as it says in Matthew, um, where, he talks, where Jesus is talking about uh, how to treat those that persecute us. Um, we shouldn't be condemning them. We should be praying for them. So uh, that's the next thing I want to talk about is praying for our leaders. We need to be encouraging our leaders and also praying for them that God would give them wisdom, that God would give them wisdom to make the right decisions, that they would be able to understand uh, the principles of freedom well, that they would understand well the concerns that we have as parents to have the right to make decisions for our own families. And then we need to pray for them as well to have courage because many times our legislators, they understand the right thing to do, but they lack the courage to do it. And they are so pressured by other people and other forces. Remember that Ephesians tells us that this war is not against flesh and blood, but against the, the ruler of this darkness. And we need to recognize that it's spiritual warfare that's going on and there's so much pressure on legislators to go the opposite direction of what is right. They are constantly pressured to make decisions that would go against the biblical model of the family. There are so many uh, forces around legislators and in this world to push them in the direction of saying yes to policies that go against the family and undermine everything that the family stands for and that God stands for. Everything that is truth is under attack in this world and in our legislature. So we need to be constantly encouraging our legislators to do the right thing, and we need to be constantly praying for them that they will have the courage to do the right thing. So pray for our legislators, pray for our leaders from the governor of the state of California, to the legislators, to our local officials, and also on the national level, we need to be praying for those leaders, both in Congress and the U.S. Senate, as well as our president. So please uh, be encouraged to do that as well. And then as we go into this next week with the legislature coming back, also I would ask that you would pray for us here at FPM. Pray for myself and my family, and the rest of the staff here at Family Protection Ministries that we would be able to stay on top of the legislature, uh, stay on what's going on in the in these uh, committee hearings and the floor sessions, that we would be able to be aware of all the amendments that we need to be aware of. There's so much that goes on and it moves so fast. We need God's help to see everything that we need to see so that we can make you aware of it, so that we can be sure to call to action on those things that are dangerous, are a threat to the family, and are a threat to uh, fighting for truth. And we need to all work together on these things. So please be aware by 
making sure you're ready for those action alerts as we send them out in the next few weeks that the legislature will know that we are here and that we care about our freedoms. And as you think about what are those freedoms that we have, think about the freedom that we have as parents to have a family because that is under attack that we would have control over our own families is something that a lot of people in the legislature don't think should be a right that we have. And then when we look at uh, the other legislation that we've seen many times over the years, we, we need to recognize that our right to choose an education that is best for our child is under attack as well. So be praying for us that we would stay on top of that legislation and that we'd be able to get the word out quickly and when needed and that the legislature would listen and would vote the right way. So that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Also, I have uh, an event that I'll be speaking at tomorrow, Saturday the 12th of August here in the Sacramento area. You can go to our website, fpmca.org and click on events to learn more about that. Um, we will uh, be doing a number of, there will be a lot of different topics discussed there, um, but it'll be an encouraging event. Uh, it's a homeschool mini conference run by CHIA of California and SCOPE of uh, the Sacramento area. And um, I would encourage you to be there if you're able to be in the area. Um, I will be talking about a couple of topics. One will be for dads specifically on engaging and uh, per, uh, their role in in homeschooling and I would encourage dads to to be at this event as well as moms but also uh, I'll be talking about homeschool freedom and why we need to protect it so I would encourage you to come to that event as well it'll be a great encouragement to you if you're in the Sacramento area so looking forward to seeing you at that if you can come thanks for joining us for this episode of the front line with FPM for more information about the topics we discuss here Check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.